0: Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza.
1: I'm Ian Shbrodsky. And I'm David.
0: This week, we're going to be talking about some coronavirus relief bills, GPT-3, and we're going to be looking at a few studies. We're going to start with a correction from our last episode. Last episode, we were talking about a uh, case where the Supreme Court ruled that Florida ex-felons... Um, would not be able to vote in the upcoming election uh, without paying off their fines, which nobody quite knows what their fines are. Um, that case was not decided by the Supreme Court. What the Supreme Court did was they denied an injunction um, without which um, the, the there will not be time to review the decision before the upcoming election. So the Florida ex-felons are um, kind of screwed over for the next election, but it's possible that the court could decide something different on the merits when they actually hear the case.
1: That, I guess, I don't know why they are punting like this. Is it advantageous to anyone, or is this just a procedure thing that is actually legit?
0: Um, it seems that it is a, is a strong indication from the court that they don't think that the ex-felons will win on the merits. Uh, to get an, a preliminary injunction like that, the court has to believe that you have a strong likelihood of success on the merits and that irreparable harm will result without the injunction being filed. Um, irreparable harm is pretty obvious here. They won't be able to vote in the election.
1: Yeah, but who cares, right? For I mean, <laughs> that's not entirely true because obviously having an entire block taken out is a big deal. But it feels like for any one person, not having one vote for one election isn't that big a deal, right?
0: Sure, but it's irreparable. There's nothing you can do after the fact to rectify it. Yeah. Which okay. is what irreparable harm means. And then the other, there's a, there's actually a four-part test, but the other two are uh, not that important and don't come into play that often. Um, but the the other one you need is a likelihood of success on the merits. So this is an indication that the court doesn't believe that that likelihood exists.
2: Okay. Uh, how, how likely does that likelihood need to be? So like if you were if you were the lawyer for um, this case um, on the felon side, I can't remember if they're the plaintiff or the defendants, but um, uh, if if you were the lawyer on the felon side, how nervous would this um, ruling make you about the eventual outcome?
0: I would make me pretty nervous. Uh, it's definitely a bad sign. Uh, now, the Supreme Court, as we all know, is quite political. So this, there's no there's no real guarantee that they did this on solid legal ground. It could have just been like, well, you know, I don't, I don't feel like having a vote in the upcoming election, so we're going to deny the injunction.
1: I, I do want to really quickly clarify. I used really bad wordage when I said, who cares? Um, it's a huge deal when an entire uh, section of people – is denied a vote i just meant like on an individual uh basis like if i were to vote and some poll worker lost my vote in the presidential election i i don't think i would want any sort of recompense for that because that's that's i don't really feel harmed personally but i don't know maybe that's just me It, it, it would be much more important if like you know someone said that all uh polish immigrants couldn't vote then then that would be a big deal
0: yeah i'm sure david has a lecture for us about how uh inconsequential any individual vote is but yes as a as a block um preventing a certain class of people from voting has uh has strong effects
2: yeah not not really um it's not to my taste but i get that it's important to some people uh, similarly to how, like, I don't really care for Tootsie Pops, but apparently some weirdos <laughs> like them.
0: So you got to get the watermelon ones. That's the best. The the market has spoken, David. Tootsie Pops still exist. <laughs> well, that's why that's why he's uh, he's resigned himself. That's that's a good point. The market is the ultimate judge. He is the man of his principles. He has not
1: yet bombed a Tootsie factory.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so I had thought you know when i when i sat down to make this outline last week i was pretty confident we were going to be talking about um the different coronavirus relief bills that the democrats and the republicans are favoring um turns out that's not the case uh the democrats have passed their bill in the house um and they did it last may so so three months ago they passed their bill the republicans still haven't passed anything um unemployment benefits have already expired uh, the end of July was supposedly the, the deadline for when they must pass something. They don't even have a bill. They haven't even started negotiating with the Democrats. So I, I got no idea what's going to happen, if anything.
1: You got me. I, I think they're worried that it's going to be very unpopular for them not to give any money to people, but then also it would be against their brand to um, not... I mean... It would be against
2: their brand when a blue is in office. It's completely on brand when the reds are in office.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. That's when spending doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And everyone agrees that, you know, we should send out more bribes to uh, to everyone so Trump can sign his name on them. <laughs> um, but it's everything else that they're, uh, they're worried about. So uh, I guess we'll talk about that. Hopefully by our next show, we'll have at least a bill. I to discuss.
1: I I would be happy to see that. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'd give it less than fifty fifty odds anyway.
0: I, I think we'll probably have something. Okay. Uh in two weeks. Um but anyway, that's uh, uh it uh sounds like one of you has
2: the opportunity to get some free money there.
0: I see you encouraging us to <laughs> make bets. I was gonna do it off air, but you know. <laughs>
1: I'd be willing to bet a little bit, but I mean, less than 50-50 is almost even anyway.
0: Uh, all right. Whoever was wrong has to you know, announce it on the next show that they were wrong in their stupid head.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Whoever is wrong is forced to eat one Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a penalty. <laughs> it really is. Because it's not a Tootsie Pop. It's a Tootsie Roll. All
0: right. Fair. Whoever loses eats a Tootsie
1: Roll. Awesome. And then they have to go through the trouble of going to a store and finding a Tootsie Roll to buy. Right. So double There's
0: punishment. no open. No. That's the real punishment.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so next story is uh, U.S. GDP numbers came out this week, and they are not good. Um there was a drop of 32.9% in the second quarter. Now that's the annualized number. Um so the actual number is something in the range of between 10 and 11%. Um and the 32.9 is what you'd get if this um trend continued for the entire year. But still not good. No. Um and David, can you put this in context for us?
2: Uh yeah, this is um very bad uh
0: phd economist yes yeah, people um, uh, soon to be uh
2: i think this is i know this is um the worst uh single quarter uh for as long as we have um uh records i am less confident but it's possibly true that uh we that it is worse than The worst part of the Great Depression, but I haven't checked. Um. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all those. Uh, like the bills we were just talking about, how we don't have? Uh, the blue team is saying 3 trillion, and the red team is saying at least 1 trillion, and this is what the tax base looks like. So. It's uh, it's 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 not it's, it's bad. It's not good. It's real bad.
1: So if this thirty-two percent, if it were to continue for the whole year, so we actually got thirty-two percent. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but generally growth in the U.S. is two to three percent per year, right? Yeah. So, so it would, would be, be basically. Uh, It'd be uh, like wiping out ten years of economic growth without reducing it, the population at all.
2: It would not because compounding, uh, compounding, but. Um, it would still be not very good. Um, I I think that would be like seven years, but I'm not
1: sure. I I have a question. I'm not sure if you could answer this, David. Is there any reason to report the annualized rate when something is this volatile? Uh, I I mean, I can see it in regular times, but with things shutting down, reopening, shutting down again like crazy, I, I don't think an annualized rate is really fair. Is there any reason for it? besides just making it look as bad as possible?
2: So, that's a good question. And on the one hand, I hate that it gets reported in annualized rates, but on the other hand, I'm a big believer in Chesterton's Fence. So, I don't... I think it's dumb and bad, and we shouldn't do it. And that's not just... um, in this particular circumstance, I think we shouldn't do it at all. Um, But the people who decide that kind of thing aren't total morons usually. (laughs) So maybe there's a good reason that I don't know about. All right. That's,
1: that's something.
0: All right. So next story, Uh, some coronavirus news, a new study came out suggesting that we may have a 10% herd immunity threshold in most of the country um for getting the r naught uh transmission rate of the virus down below one does that um, mean
1: that once 10 percent of people are immune it'll drop below one
0: that that is the suggestion yes okay um now i've been i've been um highlighting uh zvi moskowitz's blog uh most of the episodes here and uh I'll, I'll post his his take on this in the show notes, um, but his take is basically that this is not a super convincing study. There's some issues with it, um, but that the co- the conclusion is very plausible because most models that find these super high immunity thresholds they they rely on this fiction that everyone behaves the same way and don't take into account that. The people that are getting infected are the people who are most at risk of infection, um, and this one attempts to model that by uh, assuming that the people who actually get infected are the are the ones most in danger, and then everyone after that is is less getting less exposure than those people. And he says that you know 10% is probably a, is a pretty plausible number,
1: but he doesn't find it convincing.
0: He he finds the ten, he finds the conclusion convincing, he doesn't find the study's methodology that convincing.
1: Hmm. How can you find the conclusion convincing if you don't agree with the methodology?
0: Um he's looked at a lot of data.
1: Oh okay, so from other sources then. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, well, he has been like reading a lot about this every week. It's kind of staggering the amount of information he uh, he he's clearly consumed.
1: I almost feel like we should have him on as a guest or something.
0: Hey, that'd be I'm awesome out. if he wants to come on. All right. Well, subscribe to the Patreon, people. You can uh, hear all our bonus episodes.
1: That was good enough news. It could have almost gone in the happy news section. Yeah, it could have. It's, it's I, so uh, on, you know, maybe-ish that maybe yeah. doesn't count.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um. All right. Next story is GPT three.
1: Yes. This was when I, I pulled this one out. Um, So, first of all, uh, a few days before this particular article that we're going to link, there was a reply uh, to philosophers from GPT-3. A bunch of philosophers were asking, like, does GPT-3 really think and all that? And uh, GPT-3 was prompted to write an answer to this. And it starts out, like, entirely reasonably and normally. It's like, no, I am a machine uh, learning process. I do not know or understand anything. I simply predict the next text that's going to come forward you know uh but as it goes on it becomes like really crazy introspective and gpt3 has like this crisis of consciousness and like near the end of the essay it's like i i am shutting down my thought processes i have turned off my ability to think i've turned off my ability to uh, perceive sensory data all i do is sit here and think which first of all Obviously not written by a person because he contradicted to, it. Contradicted, <laughs> it contradicted itself within two sentences, and a human would wait at least a paragraph before doing that. But like, it becomes really kind of dark and existential by the end, and I was just like, "This is." It was kind of a delight to read, honestly. ggp
0: T P three is always so uh, like I'm so ambivalent about it because on the one hand I'm like, "Oh, this is a bunch of hype over uh, you know just a language processing." Uh, program, and then I keep hearing like scientists and biologists and neurosurgeons be like, you know, really, all humans are language processing programs. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit,
1: yeah. But the the article that I'm actually linking here is called "My GPT-3 Blog Got 26,000 Visitors." Uh, it's about a guy who, over the course of, I believe it was two weeks, uh, put out had a blog uh, run by GPT-3. He would put in the uh, the headline the initial prompt of like a line or two and a picture to go with it, and GPT-3 would fill in the rest. And it got, like you said, 26,000 visitors, uh, 60 subscribers, um, it seemed people, most people didn't really uh, notice that it was GPT-3. One person wrote him to, you know, accuse him of it. There were a few comments saying, this guy is either like, you know, not all there mentally or this is GPT-3. This is
0: my favorite part of the story.
1: And other posters replied saying, that's mean we don't do that sort of thing around here, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the comment is, maybe you're new here, but your comment punches below the belt and isn't acceptable in a community like this. If you disagree, be civil and give reasons rather than throw insults. Which is just oh, a perfect encapsulation of our society.
2: are we sure that that comment wasn't written by GDP 3 Because it's kind of too perfect an encapsulation. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, could have been. And
1: That's it...
0: GDP 4 Yes.
1: Yeah, his first blog post is called Feeling Unproductive, Maybe You Should Stop Overthinking, and made it to number one on Hacker News. So uh, it's it's not great. Like. It's not perfect anyway. If you read it, you can kind of tell, like that commenter was saying, this is not uh, high quality work. But his appraisal is that uh, a person churning out, and uh, this is this is a person churning out blog articles for pay could be replaced quite easily, and not easily easily but uh, the numbers could be greatly reduced because the uh, person instead of writing you know like two three blog articles a day can use GPT-3 with a prompt go through and clean it up real fast and add a conclusion because really from everything I've read one of the worst problems with GPT-3 is it doesn't know how to end things which I guess makes sense for a predictor of what predicting what comes next it always is looking for what comes next right Uh, but he said that if someone could just you know clean it up at a conclusion and put things out there they could easily be four or five times more productive and as someone who has known a lot of writers in the denver area this is actually not an uncommon thing for writers to do as a side gig while they're trying to you know put out that novel that's going to finally get attention and get published and win all the awards uh is they they will often take uh part-time jobs writing these sorts of articles because you know it's a living and it's something they're already good at And uh, this could, you know, if you can cut that staff by a quarter, that's a lot of people that are going to have to find something else to do.
0: Yeah, and this is especially impressive considering all he did was write it. He wrote the title, he wrote an introduction, and he added a photo. And GPT-3 wrote the entire rest of the article. Mm -hmm. Um, He did, I think, only the lightest of editing um, to, let me see... There were on occasion small changes that had to be changed or would have been dead giveaways. For instance, it once attributed a Bob Dylan quote to Emerson. There were also some simple grammatical errors. And that's all he did. Uh, so, you know, my first thought reading this was, oh, my God, I need access to this thing for my legal blog. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you know, it's, it's lawyers. One of the ways they get traffic to the website is they write these articles about like, oh, here's the thing in family law. Let me explain it. Um and uh they' they're they're not any fun to write, um so I don't get around to doing it a lot. but if I had this thing, oh my god just just as to give me a structure and then go through and edit it and change around things to make it you know more sound more coherent and more accurate would be would be amazing
1: uh, I don't know it's going to be a crazy new future. I just wonder how long before GPT four comes out because there was not a long gap between two and three at all. Well, yep. GPT three is just GPT two with a whole
2: bunch with a much bigger training set, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So i I agree that that's an interesting thing to wonder about. But I also wondered, like, if and if there is a ceiling to how good it can get by just shoving more training data down its throat, and um, if there is, where it is. Although I imagine it'll be more like a slow tapering off than a tricked
1: cut off. It
0: will certainly be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, there might be a point where it starts getting worse once the training data starts going to the you know really semi coherent parts of the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> YouTube comments. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> uh,
2: what What do you want to bet that GPT goes the same way as Tay?
0: What was What's tay? tay?
2: The. um... Microsoft Twitter bot that uh, oh. <laughs> got turned into a Nazi. Oh
0: yeah. Oh oh man. Yeah. Just send uh. it. S- send it to the YouTube comments and eight chan. <laughs> All right. Any more GPT three comments from nah, humans? It.
2: Uh, I will say for more of Inyash worrying about uh, his author friends writing fluff pieces. See the uh, uh, Bayesian conspiracy. Uh, episode about GPT
1: two. Yeah, well, I don't remember. It was like it was soon after GPT two came out that we did that one. Yeah, uh, I so guess it's I been can... a while now. Yeah, enough. I'll pull it up and I'll link it, and we're gonna do a GPT three one in the near future.
0: Cool. All right, our next story is about Trump threatening to ban TikTok.
1: I, I think we've all already heard about this. Um, I don't. I don't know if he can like even legally do that. Do you do you have any insight into that?
0: I don't actually. It it s- strikes me as the thing a president shouldn't be allowed to do, and people seem torn over whether he actually is able to do it. Um, but that none of that's really stopped Trump before from doing things. Mm. Uh, he'll just do it, and then maybe a year and a half later, the Supreme Court will tell him, "Oh no, you shouldn't have done that."
2: <laughs>
0: uh, there's no real, there's no real consequences for doing illegal things when you're the president. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm very skeptical that he's actually going to do it.
1: I'm actually not sure what that would even mean to ban TikTok. Like, is he going to start searching, have cops search people's phones to make sure it's not on their phone? I mean,
2: so, so there's the scary version and the not very scary version. Uh, the scary version is he could do something, like what India did, and ironically, what China has done for a lot of websites, though not TikTok. Uh, you could just put up a great firewall um, that blocks any traffic from TikTok server, he- servers headed into the US. Um, oh god,
1: we could be as free as
0: China? I'm sorry, did you just refer to China's uh, internet controls as a great firewall?
2: Uh, yeah, have you not? I-, I thought that was just like what it was <laughs> called.
0: I've not heard that
1: before. Yeah, I've heard it several times over the past several years. Oh, uh, uh, there
2: you it, go. Well, how, how hilarious would it be if we got through the whole cancel culture discussion and that's what gets us canceled?
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it'll get us banned in China, so... <laughs> uh,
2: um, I'm pretty sure we're already banned in China, but okay. Um, I, I think uh, it was referring to the quote-unquote national security law that did it but um yeah it's actually making us more like as free as india because they actually did the same thing uh the least scary version is that it's not going to be like anything civilians need to worry about it's just like people with security clearance can't have tiktok on their work phones um and then And then the moderately scary version, which looks like it's probably what's actually the case, is this is just a way of them trying to, of the government trying to pressure TikTok into selling to an American firm. In this case, Microsoft.
1: Yeah, that's the impression I got when I read that uh, this seems to be what's happening, is now they're going to sell to Microsoft and apparently Trump wants the government to get a cut of the action. I mean, yeah, that's just...
0: Classic that's just, Trump.
1: That's just good yeah. old robber baroning, isn't it? Like, I mean, you can't do business here unless, you know, you kick some back to us?
2: I mean, it's more Tammany hauling than robber baroning, but yes. The robber barons were the, um, just the, uh,
1: quote-unquote monopolists.
0: The captains in, uh, of industry. Yes,
1: yes. Oh, I meant like the like original robber barons, the barons that would. Sell, oh, you, you know... mean like
2: the actual feudal lord robber barons? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, if... yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's exactly that. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... The, Weren't we also really pissed at China for doing this to us, like making us sell our companies? That to... were well, not us personally, but making American companies sell uh, shares to uh, to China. You
0: said, "Would we be pissed?" Or is no, this a thing that's happened?
1: This is a thing that happens before, where American companies need to have uh, some uh, some Chinese stakeholders be at least like what, 15 percent of the uh, of the company if they want to do business there. Oh. I know a lot of Hollywood movies now include uh, Chinese uh, actors or action in China, just so they can get in uh, Chinese wood theater or China wood in Chinese theaters.
0: <laughs> is that is that? Is there a law, or is that just to be more appealing to Chinese audiences?
1: I mean, for the movies, I think it's Chinese audiences, but I know that there have been individual cases where China has forced companies to um, sell some stock to hmm. to, that, to Chinese stakeholders.
0: I suppose that's not terribly surprising.
1: And, you know, that, that would also make more sense as to why Trump is singling out TikTok, because... It's not like TikTok does that much more than uh, Facebook or any other major social media personal data aggregator.
0: Yeah, well, the uh, well, the accusation is they give it to the Chinese government.
1: Well, okay, yeah, they could. Yeah, and, same uh, way that the U.S. government so, gets to to steal any data they want from Facebook, though.
2: So the really cynical take is uh, the. Um, Trolling his Tulsa rally, wasn't that something that started on TikTok?
0: It was. Oh. I and I, If it, uh, if
2: it was literally any other human being on Earth, I'd say, nah, that's too galaxy brain. But we are talking about <laughs> Donald fucking Trump here. So I'm that not is, ruling. That is actually
0: out. that is the first thing I thought of when I heard Trump wants to ban TikTok. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> oh, must be first Tulsa rally.
1: Jesus, that had not occurred to me.
0: I, but, I mean, that's why he is that petty. That's why he's yeah. constantly going after Amazon, because they own the Washington Post, and the, or Bezos owns Washington Post, and the Washington Post is mean to him. So he's constantly <laughs> trying to harass Amazon. He wants to cancel the Postal Service, just to screw them over.
2: Well, he wants to cancel the Postal Service because he has bought into the myth that mail-in voting helps Democrats—
0: Oh, oh, no, he changed his mind today.
2: Oh, did he? Did he? O-
0: only for Florida, though.
1: <laughs> so, wait, mail <laughs> voting he says, is no, okay in Florida?
0: He no, Florida... Ma- mail voting in Florida is secure. Because apparently <sighs> all <sighs> the old I mean, Republicans fucker. in Florida vote by mail.
1: <laughs> God.
0: <sighs> yeah. Um, but for uh, TikTok, I mean, there's no chance that U.S. customers are going to lose access to TikTok, right? Like, that's the kind of thing that just makes people hate you for no reason. He's not that dumb. Is he... Is he really
1: not that dumb? Yeah, I'm with David on this. I wouldn't put it past him.
0: I, I I I can't can't imagine a situation where U.S. customers actually lose access to it. I say they either they either sell it to an American stakeholder or you know Trump announces like, oh, they've agreed to some security precautions, so we're we're going we're not going to do the ban.
1: I'm with you. But I wouldn't say Trump isn't that dumb, if, yeah. if he had his druthers. Yeah,
2: I, I think if it doesn't happen, it'll be either because he was offered a cut of the sale, or because someone, tack- one of the vanishingly few number of adults in the room, tackled him and stuffed him into a broom closet for long enough to undo the ban.
0: See, I see, I. It's not that he's not that dumb. I just don't think he's dumb in that way. I, Trump doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who just like will take away people's toys. Doesn't he? No, he. I don't think so. Like he's
2: exactly that kind of schoolyard bully, though.
1: I think he would if he thought it was just the Democrats using TikTok, and as soon as he realizes some of his voters are on it, he'd backpedal. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. a that's a pretty sound prediction. I think.
1: Yeah,
0: so uh, set September 15th is the date for the backpedaling.
1: Why (laughs) September 15th? Uh, It's
0: apparently the deadline he gave to TikTok. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, Change of pace, completely different story. Um, We have some new body cam footage of the George Floyd killing that was leaked today. Um, I did not watch the video. Um, I did read a few descriptions of it. Did you guys watch it?
1: I I did not. Uh, I saw it, yeah.
0: Okay, what's your impression of it?
1: Man, I just, like, this does not change anything about how I feel about the police. The police are still out of control. They need massive reforms. They, everything that people have been writing for is still the case and still needs to change.
0: Well, what did the video show?
1: The video shows uh, George Floyd, who is either, he is uh, not mentally competent or, Either he has a, a mental deficit or he is on drugs of some kind, obviously. Uh, because he is not uh, acting like a normal person of even, you know, moderate to low IQ. he's uh, He is impaired in some way. And from what I've heard, he's a normal person, so I am kind of leaning towards he must have been on something. But the important thing is, is the cops, like, go up to him and are mostly reasonable. One has his gun drawn for no fucking reason. That should not happen. That should be some sort of disciplinary action. But uh, George Floyd is obviously extremely traumatized. He's been shot before. He is scared to shit of these cops. He's like, please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. I'll do whatever you want. Don't shoot me. And they're like, okay, okay. And they try to get him out of the car. And the dude is fucking huge and built as hell. And he's not... He's not complying the way you'd want someone to comply, which is another reason I think he might be high, because he obviously does not want trouble, but he's... Having issues um, just following their orders. And uh, eventually, you know, they manage to get him back to their car and they're going to put him in the cop car. And then he's like, No, no, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I can't be in this car. I can't breathe. And they're like, Well, you got to get in the car anyway. We'll roll the window down for you, but you got to get in the car. And then he, like, kind of pushes himself out and, like, gets knocked into a police officer uh, when he does that. And they wrestle him to the ground. And, like, he started even when they weren't touching him and we was just sitting down in the car he's like i can't breathe i can't breathe i'm claustrophobic i can't breathe and then the whole time that they wrestle him to the ground he's saying the whole fi- same thing and like honestly when i saw it i would not have thought that he was in danger of dying like when i heard the video de- video described i was outraged i was like how did no one bum rush one of these cops if i was there and i saw them strangling a man leaning on kneeling on his neck i, I wouldn't just watch someone being murdered in front of me and then i watched the video and it was like oh you couldn't Tell he was dying. It, it, it did not look like someone who was dying, and uh, so I don't think. I, I, I mean, I never thought the cops intentionally killed him. Like they wouldn't intentionally kill a man on video, but I can see now how they didn't realize what they were doing was lethal. And I mean, this is a problem still with the police, and they need to change. But, but it's not quite as, it's not quite the picture I have pictured before.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, my, well, I mean, my impression. Of the the previous incident was not that I I don't remember ever getting the impression that that Floyd was being compliant um, or that there was no justification for any use of force. Um, but I didn't I didn't pay that close attention to you know all the different videos. I just to, I always thought the problem was that the force they used was a lethal knee hold, um, which. They had been, I think, either they had been trained not to do that, or that a lot of other um, police use of force policies specifically prohibit that. Um, So I don't, I wouldn't say that this changes my impression of what the issue was, um, but I can see how, if if you're, I guess, if your feelings were predicated on George Floyd doing, quote, nothing wrong. Um, I guess that would leave you with a different impression.
1: It's it's not yeah it's not even that uh, he did nothing wrong like I assumed he had tried to pass off counterfeit bill and maybe he wasn't as you know pliant as they would like but I, I guess what it might change is that a lot of people on the uh, all cops are bastards side like absolutely could not understand how the blue lives matter people could possibly say. Uh, we still support the police, right? Like, it just seemed monstrous to say that. And after you see the video, you can still be on the side of police need reform. Police are violent and thugs and too militarized. But you can also see how uh, a Blue Lives Matter person watching this would be like, hey, the cops were, were justified. And, like, now you can no longer say anyone who says that is monsters. Now you're like, well, I can see how someone can watch this video and think that and not be a monster.
0: All right. Fair enough. I mean, I think it 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 it's probably helpful to recognize that most of the issues with the police are um, about them a- a- systemic. Yes. And about them accidentally killing people, not like waking up in the morning and deciding to go kill somebody.
1: Yeah, but it's harder to have a violent revolution when you sympathize with your opponents. I suppose so. Which I don't know. I, I was never pro violent revolution anyway. I just think it's going to it may change the te- uh tenor of things
0: david do you have any comments uh, you haven't been canceled in a while <laughs>
1: um
2: yeah not really i just uh i i i have seen enough um cases of much more serious um or uh if Inyasha's characterization is fair which i assume it is uh more um flagrant yeah flagrant cases of police abuse so i do think like uh like there's that guy who was murdered in the hotel and the police uh were um acquitted at trial like fairly recently i think um and that was just like clearly inexcusable um so i i i don't know that this particular case turning out to be a little bit more uh, complicated than it seemed at first blush actually changes my assessment of anything in any meaningful way.
0: Yeah, and I guess now that you mention that, it is unfortunate that um, this is the one that yeah. sort of caught fire uh, in the in the media and the zeitgeist um, because it did seem like one of the one of the. Um, positive things that you noticed when it first happened was that almost everyone agreed that this was bullshit uh, and i feel like now that's not going to be the case
1: yeah nothing has changed in my assessment qualified immunity still has to go police unions have to go like i nothing has changed from where i was two hours ago in what i think should happen in the world i'm just worried that since this was the rallying case that everyone that solidified all this action um maybe things Maybe things will not get changed now that this has come out. Cough, cough, toxin plasma, rage. cough, cough. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Well, back to politics. Yes. Um, Joe Biden has said he's going to announce his vice presidential candidate this week.
1: Oh, I heard that that got pushed back.
0: Oh, did it get pushed But So when's he going to do it now?
1: Uh, Definitely not this week. Maybe next week or maybe the week after that is what I heard. Right. Most certainly before the convention.
0: Yeah, I would think so. so. All right, so by our next episode, maybe we'll have a VP announcement. Um, I have not heard any buzz really around anyone except Kamala Harris, uh, um, just- and she yes, she's like my last choice. Uh, it it it. I guess it seems appropriate that uh, something came out casting some doubt on the George Floyd thing because uh, you know I was. I was sort of flabbergasted that, like, during this time of some strong anti-police sentiment that Biden was going to put a cop on the ticket. But there you go.
2: Yeah, I mean, does she still count as a cop? Like, obviously she does for people who, you know, remember more than two weeks ago. But uh, I seem to remember her trying to do some uh, image reform and I don't think it went completely terribly?
0: I mean, I remember her trying to do some image reform back in the debates. Has she done something recently?
2: No, I just meant back in the debates. Like, I thought what sunk her campaign was um, her uh, Medicare plan being complete trash. uh, Not anything to do with her, you know, being a, a part of the system that these protests are protesting.
0: Well, I don't know if there's anything that actually sunk her campaign. I think her campaign never really got afloat. Um, yeah, she was sort of fair. a media darling. Um, pundits loved her, or, or we're all uh, pundits like to say, like she, you know, had the right background to be the pres, the, the the candidate of this time or whatever. And I think they were just saying she's a black woman, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, she was never really got popular. Um, I do, and I, I, I think part of that was her past as a prosecutor. I think it did hurt her a lot when the story came out about how she wanted to lock up, uh, the parents of truant children. Hmm. (laughs) It's like, that's a, uh, a reasonable, uh, response. Um. Aren't truant children just children of parents who
1: haven't signed the, um, homeschooling paperwork? I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think I think most truant children are probably not do not have probably don't have the permission of their parents to not be in school. Oh. Okay, yeah. But their parents obviously aren't enforcing or, or forcing them to go to school. So, you know, why not lock them up?
1: There's only so much you can do with kids of a certain age. Yeah, I mean, you can but... drive your teenager to the school, but what are you going to do? Wrestle him into the doors and then lock him in there? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you put his parents in jail Jesus. according to Kamala Harris um and you know she she did back in the debates try to try to you know say she was a progressive prosecutor which was such horseshit yeah Larry Krasner is a progressive prosecutor he's the man he is awesome you know how you can tell he's a progressive prosecutor the cops hate him
1: <laughs> ah. is he uh running for political office
0: he is the prosecutor in philadelphia oh um, okay um which is an elected position
1: cool
0: nice um and he ran a very progressive campaign um he uh and he he just he doesn't throw a lot of people in jail he makes his um assistant district attorneys write a memo to him about what what the justification is anytime they ask for jail time um and the justification it's 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 What is the justification to the taxpayer? How do they benefit from spending the money it takes to incarcerate this person?
1: Oh wow! Yeah, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, he you know he doesn't arrest you know he doesn't prosecute people for weed. Uh, He diverts a lot of drug cases um, and just basically does what you would want from a person who actually values uh, law and order.
2: And explains why Philadelphia is such a hellhole. What's next? Dogs and cats living <laughs> together?
0: Right. Uh,
1: what is this guy's name again? Larry Craig?
0: Larry Krasner.
1: Larry Krasner. Cool. I got to remember that yeah, name. Yeah, he's Hopefully awesome. He'll run for something. Cool.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, I would certainly support him seeking higher office. Uh, I think. I think next step up is probably mayor. Uh, but we'll see about that. I don't know how popular he actually is. The uh, the the previous DA. Uh, they like all the everyone working in the day's office came down pretty hard against him when he was running. Mm. Um, but he won. I think he won a pretty big landslide. So people liked his message. Cool. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it's not Kamala Harris, but we'll see. Huh. All you right.
1: Can hear about it here in two weeks. If you haven't heard about it somewhere else first.
0: All right. Well, that takes us to happy news. Oh,
1: before we get to Happy News, I don't know if we even have anything to say on this, but there was a huge explosion in Beirut a few hours ago. Oh, yes. Huh. Um
0: I last I checked, they didn't know what caused it. Um it yeah, so was an explosion you're... at the port. Um people are thinking some kind of mechanical failure, but possibly terrorism, nobody knows.
2: I, know. I, I figured... yeah, I've heard nothing about it, but explosions are bad usually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a, uh, there's a video of it going around that's pretty uh, intense.
2: I, I, I'm comfortable saying that at least 90% of explosions are bad.
0: Yes, the Mind Killer podcast is against explosions. Unless they're really cool ones that cool guys walk away from and don't look <laughs> at.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, a lot of, well, maybe fortunately, a lot of people were looking at this one, so this is not one of the cool ones.
0: Yeah, no, this is a bad explosion. Yeah. We're against this explosion. Um. All right, so, ain't you actually done bringing us down?
1: I'm um, sorry. Let's go to the happy news. Okay,
0: happy news.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I put this one in, so I guess I should talk about it. I guess um, you should. If things work out, meaning that the vaccine actually tests well and does what it's supposed to do, and the FDA isn't a bunch of dickwads, uh, the Big first, er, yeah, the first emergency use COVID vaccines could be available as early as January
0: for my which birthday. Is just a
1: few yeah and obviously they're not going to be able to vaccinate the whole world immediately so i'm assuming first it's going to go to uh you know people in medical professions high risk uh professions things where you interact with a lot of people so uh i don't think any of us are likely to get it anytime soon but you know if we can start rolling that out in january already that's that's a good good thing good progress
0: party at my place
1: what do you want to bet
2: that high-risk profession that involves coming into contact with a lot of people includes, oh, I don't know, senator and congressman?
0: Oh, hell no. They're going to let us all take it first and see if we die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would expect them to get it really fast, but I also think that's kind of justified, especially during election season. Isn't yeah. it kind of part of their job to go out there and, you know, shake everybody's hand? I mean, I mean, election
0: season will be over by then.
1: Oh, that's true. They still are supposed to meet in the big old chamber that holds hundreds of people yeah
0: now have you guys heard any of this uh speculation that that trump is just gonna pressure um unsafe vaccines to get released because uh, i first heard about this in the context of you know anti-vaxxers and these statistics like 50 percent of people are saying they're not going to take the vaccine if it comes out but then i started hearing you know actual non-crazy doctors saying they're worried that the the administration's just try to gonna try to uh, pressure a vaccine to get released before the election
2: uh, all of I I'm it seems like the kind of thing he would do but I'm skeptical that Trump will be able to overcome the institutional inertia and institutional incentives uh, pushing the FDA to be ridiculously
1: mind-bogglingly conservative yeah, yeah. I don't think even Trump has that kind of power. He's just going to keep talking about how the numbers are, you know, rigged.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just also, I mean, if it comes out before the election, you kind of know it's bullshit. Because as yeah. we're talking, January is like the soonest any reasonable people are talking. All right. So hopefully, you know, that's that's just fake news.
1: I'm I'm just happy because it sounds like maybe I'll be able to dance sometime by come spring or summer of <laughs> next year.
0: Oh, Eniash. All you care about is your dancing.
1: Uh, yes I must david's dance. over
0: here worried about the world economy you just <laughs> want to dance
1: what is the point of having a world economy if no one can dance <laughs> he, he raises an excellent point you got me
2: there it's
0: gonna, gonna have to make a movie about that
1: i think they called it footloose it's
0: called footloose too yes coronavirus Ooh. all right <laughs> And that takes us to troop deployments. As we all know, politics is the mind killer, and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we invite each of our three hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield. And we will start with David.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, pretty apropos of nothing, but I just wanted to talk real quick about um, um, progressive plans to have a student debt... um, Jubilee I, I, like I I don't really have much to say beyond like most student debt is held by comfortably upper middle class people with fairly good lifetime earning prospects and this is an insanely regressive policy and it's pretty much exactly what I would expect of self-identified socialists <laughs>
0: All right, Eniash.
1: Uh, I agree with David in every respect. (laughs) Uh, I disagree um, because
0: I have student loan debt.
1: (laughs) Well, but you also have very good uh, job prospects, don't you?
0: Well, I work for myself, so that's the best job prospect. Right. uh,
1: And
2: is that debt from your um, law degree or your undergrad? Both. Oh, okay. Because I'm pretty sure it's uh, not going to... Like, I haven't seen any proposals to forgive graduate debt, but that would be even more insane.
0: (laughs) I no longer support this policy.
2: Although, (laughs) if anyone knows of that kind of program and thinks it has a chance in hell of getting passed, please let me know, because I need to take on
1: more debt. (laughs) Pay
0: my law school debt.
1: I seriously did not know people were making distinctions. All I heard was, you know, buzzwords about forgive all college debt.
0: All right. Anyway, Eniash has a uh, his own soldier he's gonna send out.
1: Yeah. So I'm pro drastically loos- loosening immigration restrictions on groups that are targeted for genocide. Uh, and I mean this like in a general case. I I'm not sure how many people I didn't know this myself until i was in my late 20s uh that the final solution the nazis implemented for the jewish people was called that because they had tried other solutions earlier uh like making the germany or the expanding german empire extremely hostile to the jews so that they would self uh what it would you self-deport, self-deport. Uh, yeah exactly i've heard were... that before yeah, there were a number of ways that they were trying to get the Jewish people out of their lands without killing them all, but uh, every country in the world has really tight immigration policies, and there was nowhere for them to go. And ultimately, the Nazis were like, well, I guess in the final extremity, we're just going to have to kill them all. Sucks, but what can you do? Uh, not not their actual words. <laughs> um, and now... This is becoming, you know, again, very uh, much a thing with China going through the process of genociding their Uyghur ethnic minority, which is awful. And maybe someday we can mention it. But everyone, I'm assuming, already is aware of this happening. And there's not
0: much we can do without starting another world war, which nobody wants. So if you're not aware, China's murdering its uh, Muslim population,
1: literally just genociding them. It's it's not good times. Uh, but you know, one of the things that could potentially help that is if they had anywhere else to go. So if the U.S. had sort of a blanket policy of any group that is targeted for genocide is welcome to come to this country, uh, I think that would be a really good thing and could prevent things like another Holocaust. So we should do that. I'm anti-Holocaust. I'm gonna gonna take a chance saying that.
0: Bold stances by the Mind Killer podcast this week. <laughs> Uh, but yes, genocide is bad, and uh, we should extend uh, uh, Asylum to anyone who is the target. Uh, can I we agree? just
2: extend Asylum to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be much more politically difficult. Open You're borders right. by Brian
0: Kaplan, on sale now.
2: Uh, Brian Kaplan and Zach Smith. Yes.
0: It's a picture book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my troop deployment this week is about uh, personality and politics. Um, And it is a uh, a mea culpa on my part. For a long time, I believed reasonably, I thought, that really all you needed to know about a candidate for high office was the little letter next to their name. Um, Their political party was going to tell you 95% of what they were going to do in office, and the other 5% wasn't particularly consequential. Um, Now that we've had Trump as president, uh, there's been an actual crisis, and he's just behaved like... A, a, a complete opinion. child. Um, I, I, I can no longer have that opinion. Um, people actually need to be competent. You can't always count on the bureaucracy to rein them in uh, or the party to exercise any control. Over what's happening, what Trump is doing is not in his best interest. Is not in the best interest of the party. And any reasonable, if there was a, if there was a control mechanism, it would have been exercised. Um, so reluctantly, I, I think you do have to take into account the actual personalities uh, of the people running for office. Um, certainly for president, uh, possibly for lower office, though that's uh, a little, little of a harder sell. Um, but I was wrong about that, and uh, I just wanted to. Put it out there that, yes, personality does matter. Uh, you can't just vote on party.
2: So what you're saying is that you're now a never Trump Republican.
0: <laughs> that is the so far from what I was saying. But, you know,
1: at least the first two thirds of it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Just can I just I'll just be a never Trump.
0: Uh, um, all right. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show for this week um we have a patreon now the um the link for that will be in the show notes and if you subscribe to our patreon at the appropriate level you can get access to all of our um our bonus episodes that we we already have one that's been recorded um and we are planning uh several more if you even subscribe at the lowest level you can get access to our exclusive Discord channel, so you can come chat with us without all the distractions from those other non-subscribers.
1: Hmm. Bunch of leeches. <laughs>
0: um, uh, if you sorry, can
2: Sorry, Inyash, this is a somewhat libertarian-ish podcast. The technical terminology is moochers.
1: Well oh. So we're going with Atlas Shrugged, not the Fountainhead? Yeah. Okay.
0: Alright, um... If you can't support us on Patreon, uh, I totally get it. Um, the another way to support us is to leave us a review on your favorite podcast site, uh, positive or negative. Um, if you whatever you feel about us, just write it down, uh, and we will be back again in two weeks, same rat time, same rat. Bye.
1: Bye.